Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Sharice Johnson will join us to discuss expired mindsets. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Back to the Grok's Science Show. Well, what oftentimes hang on to mindsets that no longer serve us? How do we get rid of these patterns that no longer serve us? Joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Sharice Johnson. Dr. Johnson is a veteran psychotherapist and mindfulness practitioner whose work focuses on the intersection of trauma, somatic integration, spirituality, and social justice. She's the founder of Jade Integrative Counseling and Wellness, an integrative therapy practice. She has penned the new book, Expired Mindsets, Releasing Patterns That No Longer Serve You Well. And she joins us today to discuss this very fascinating topic for a general audience. Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok's Science Show. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Certainly a great book you've put together here, Expired Mindsets, in which you talk about how we can release those mindsets that really no longer serve us. I'm curious why and put the book together. Yeah. So why? I saw and came across so many people, whether it was friends or colleagues or just heard out in the community, so many individuals, especially during the time of the pandemic, when everything slowed down, people kind of saw their cracks exposed and all of the things that they were doing to help manage the things that they didn't want to think about stopped. And there was this great demand for support. And so during that time, I started pinning together pieces and a resource that people could use. It took me about a year to put everything together to make sure that it was a good combination of both research, stories from individuals, and it was important for me to also share part of the own mindsets or my own mindsets that I've worked through. Well, I mean, it really is a comprehensive look at uh, this issue and main message of the book is... Yeah, the main message is kind of centered around the concept of We keep foods, let's say, for example, that we know I can consume them during this period of time, but at a certain point, they're no longer useful for me. Taking that same analogy in our lives, how do we look at what's the difference between what I show on the outside, my thoughts, my patterns, but what might be hiding underneath? Where am I holding on to a way of thinking or acting that was good for me in one season, but is no longer useful in my current season of life? The the challenging thing, of course, is for people to recognize those mindsets that are no longer serving them. So how do you really define those expired mindsets? Yeah, part of defining the expired mindset for you is looking at when you hit an internal roadblock, what are the kind of things that you're saying to yourself? What are the statements such as, this always happens to me, or... I always fail, why try, or I'm always the last one chosen. So typically they're going to be statements that keep you from trying or really take away from your confidence. And like you said, it requires a lot of awareness. Most people 
aren't able to address or identify these things because we simply don't take the time to be honest with ourselves about where we're standing in our own way. In that respect, then, sometimes we are not best recognizers of those mindsets that are not serving us well. And sometimes it helps to have an outside viewpoint. And how do you find those folks that can give you that trustworthy point of view, do you think? Yeah, great question. I do think an outside viewpoint can be helpful, but trust is crucial. If you have someone in your life that has been in your life for a relative period of time, if they're healthy, you know, it can be a very helpful interchange. I think how you'll know that you found someone healthy is they can communicate to you what they're seeing in a way that you can receive it. Because let's be honest, sometimes there are people that try to point out things in us that are really more of a reflection of their own issues or an attempt to manipulate. So I think it is important to have an outside view, but you'll know if you can really take it in and you receive it as, I believe this person cares about me, which is why they're pointing this out. Is there any truth to this? And they're not forcing you to make a change you're not ready to. You, you talk about this concept of releasing patterns that serve us in terms of releasing these mindsets. Yeah, so part of how I talk about releasing patterns is noticing specific ways that you show up or even you come into a situation. Let's say um, I had a situation, and I talk about this some in the book, where I grew up without my father. That set in for me a mindset that says, I don't really need people of the opposite sex in my life. I don't need anyone. I'm fine. That pattern would mean as I show up and as I engage with other people, I'm not going to be open to close relationship because somewhere in that mindset and that pattern is the belief I can't trust people or trust men, for example. So if I see that pattern, then what I have to realize is, well, if I hang on to that belief, I'm also not going to have the opportunity to be proven wrong. I'm not going to have the opportunity to actually make deep connection with someone. So now I need to take steps to be curious, to notice, well, what do I need to build that trust? Um, who are the people that I can be around that I feel like I don't need to keep up that defense mechanism? And then the more good experiences you have, then you slowly walk away from that pattern because now you realize, oh, I don't need to hold on to that anymore because now I'm with people that I can trust and I feel safe. It's that self-reinforcement from adopting new patterns, but it's that first step that's kind of tricky. I mean, yeah, it's for... Yeah, yeah. One of the first steps is, right, that awareness of how do you feel, and I don't even just mean, like, emotionally and butterflies, but how do you physically feel around the people and the environments in your life? Because our body signals us and gives us a lot of information about, is this a safe connection? So noticing that and not being afraid of it, but really listening to it as a messenger. From there, I think it's important for us to know what do I need to see out of the people who are in my life so that I can allow them to draw closer? So sometimes I give this example of think of like a spider web. You're in the middle. When you meet somebody new, they all need to be on the outer layer of the web. And if we're not careful, sometimes we bring people in way too close into our inner circle without knowing that they actually can be trusted to be there. So really you need time and you need repeated experiences around people before you bring them in little by little and kind of notice how you're responding. So that awareness is important, that action is important, and it is helpful for you to decide what do I value and what do I need to help me decide I can let this go. Level of self awareness is crucial as you, but sometimes it's hard trusting our own instincts. Yeah. Do, do you... Yes. The first piece of advice, and it's going to sound really simple, is trust yourself. 
we are the only animal, we're the only mammal that completely ignores what we feel. Out of all the people, honestly, that I've ever talked to or worked with, 90% of the individuals who struggle in a situation will later come to the conclusion, I had a feeling, I fought this, but I ignored it, I gave people the benefit of the doubt. So to make it very simple, one of the things that I encourage people to do with self-awareness and relational kind of exchanges is to trust what people do, not what they say. And that will help you trust yourself more because then you're taking what you feel and going, is there evidence to what I feel or am I just getting caught up in the fact that I want this connection, I want this relationship, I want this job so much that I'm ignoring the fact that it might actually be toxic. Yeah, oftentimes we ignore that evidence that's all around us, just trying to fit what we want to happen with what, what actually is happening. Exactly. And that can be problematic. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Proof is sort of in the pudding. How do we apply these principles? I'm helpful to list, uh, such as yourself, a psychotherapist in, in Huntington's along the way. Yeah, it can be. You know, one, you can enlist the help of a psychotherapist if you feel like, hey, I know I have some things that are potential roadblocks for me and they're keeping me from kind of living fully and authentically. It helps having a safe and supportive person that you know is going to be objective. But there are things that you can do on your own. One of them is to take time, I would say 60 seconds, two to three times a day to do what we call self-regulate. That means you take a minute. You take your hands down from every computer, everything that's in front of you, and you stop, you breathe deeply, and ask yourself, what do I notice, what do I need, and how can I honor that need? Because that's self-awareness is, do I recognize that I'm not doing well today? Am I pushing through and overcompensating? What do I need so much about how to make small steps towards big changes? How do you think your approach differs maybe from some ways of dealing with these issues? Yeah, so part of how I feel like it's different is I'm a huge proponent of incorporating the aspect of mindfulness and somatics, which means how your nervous system is responding. I'll give you an example why. Sometimes we have things that kind of activate us or trigger us that we don't understand. And it could come from some experience that we've had at any point in life where maybe we don't remember, it's in our subconscious. Or it happened when we were in childhood and we don't have words or a full picture of it, but our body is still responding, tightening up, getting anxious, stomach hurt, headache. And that's how we then move forward, trying to kind of protect ourselves and distance ourselves. So I'm not treating or supporting people as this one singular, oh, let's just take this thought and change it because that's not possible. We have to get into your body and go, well, how do you get in places that actually help you feel like you don't need to escape? And when we don't feel like we need to escape life, then we have the courage to go, what are the thoughts attached to all of these sensory sensations that are happening? So it's really an integrated process to go trust your body, trust your mind, and position yourself to be in spaces and places that make you feel grounded. Was there any particular case or instance that really surprised you in terms of the releasing these expired mindsets? Yeah, part of what really surprised me is in my work with individuals who didn't recognize that they had prior experiences of trauma. A lot of times people think that trauma means these big, huge incidents like we see on the movies, but we don't realize that there's something called little t trauma that could simply be somebody was physically present but not emotionally available, or we weren't heard, or the things that we said, for example, wasn't honored, and 
and those kind of things create trauma to it. So as I worked with people and recognized how that was really impacting their life and keeping them stuck, I began to start incorporating somatic exercises, mindfulness, breathing that helped them know how to kind of lower that brain response that says, this is a threat, become defensive. And as I watched people open themselves up to that, the cognitions changed on their own, and it was incredible. Hmm. Hmm. Giving a lot of hope to a lot of people who maybe find themselves stuck in these expired mindsets. Um, yes. The goal is for it to definitely be complementary, because I do not believe that people are one size fits all, which is why I try to include that there's a cognitive aspect, there's a physical, physical aspect, there's an emotional aspect. I also want people to look at kind of their cultural values or their identities and how that even plays into what they do. For example, as I go through the book and kind of walk people through the process, I talk a lot about language. And I remember when I was writing the book, everyone was like, well, if I'm trying to change my mindset, why don't you just tell me what I should think instead of the negative mindset that I have? And I said, because that would be my words, not yours. And you need to find words that match what you believe and resonate with you because certain things that I might say may not be for you. So I want you to feel like this is individualized and unique to you, but it is absolutely designed to be complimentary. I talk about adding in complimentary interventions like yoga and meditation or even acupuncture to support the process so that people can see that there are lots of things that they can do to help get unstuck. Well, we're running slightly out of time, though. I'm curious maybe to close, people picking up the book, what would you like them to take home regarding the message of expired mindsets? And if they're interested in finding out more about it, where can they go? information about me, you can go to drsharice.com. Sharice is C-H-A-R-R-Y-S-E. The book can be found on Amazon or an Audible where I chose to read it in my own voice, which was whoo, super emotional. <laughs> but what I want people to know more than anything is, regardless of how long that you feel like you have been stuck in a mindset or a dynamic, better is possible. You're not stuck unless you choose to stay there. We were talking with Dr. Sharice Johnson, her new book, Expired Mindsets, Releasing Patterns That No Longer Serve You Well. Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.
Thank you.